Drawn Out, a podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. Um, we ended up watching a short this week, which we weren't sure if we were going to do, but we did, because I really wanted to. <laughs> it was... You picked, you picked good. Thanks. We just finished Pluto's Party, which is pretty cute if you haven't seen it. Um, basically, Mickey throws Pluto a birthday party. Yep. That's the plot. Um, and it's adorable and lots of shenanigans, <laughs> which I thought was fitting, A, because we're watching Lady and the Tramp today, but also, we're the kind of people who would throw parties for our pets. <laughs> so. It's true. I arbitrarily decided Sushi's birthday a few years back, and I... I think I based it on around the time she, like, started hanging out in our garage. Mm. And so I haven't done anything to actually do it, <laughs> celebrate it, but I probably will next year. Nice. For, for fans out there, her birthday is January 19th. Oh, I don't know when my cat's birthday yeah. is. She'll be nine. She's old, a senior lady now. Yeah, she is. Jade's uh, about 14 and a half. Yeah. She's coming up on 15 this spring. She's an old, old lady. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Pluto does some shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, he just wants that cake. He just wants that cake, which I don't think birthday cake is good for dogs. I don't nope. think dogs care. Nope. I don't think they do either. <laughs> I was just assuming, like, you know, it's 1952, so it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you actually care about what you feed your dog. But Fair. I, I'm like... I am going to decide it's just some kind of, like, one of those peanut butter things. <laughs> there you go. Well, and, like, so Blue, like, we would give her, like, pizza crust when there's, like, leftover pizza or whatever. It made her sick. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, we gave her too much. And so the next time we're like, no, she can only have a little bit. It still made her sick. So we're like, okay, Blue does not get pizza. Mm-hmm. That does not stop her from begging for pizza. I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, this has made you sick. Mm-hmm. At least twice that I know of. You need to not beg for pizza. <laughs> but dogs don't care. Nope. But Pluto's a good boy. Every time Mickey's like, no, he's like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and, um, and so the guests at this party are all of Mickey's nephews. Yeah, I was really hoping for some fun dogs that would be guests at the yeah. party. Yeah. Well, and I heard him say the names Huey and Dewey, and I was surprised oh. that it was only little mice that showed up. Where do all of these mice come from? I'm just assuming that they're his nieces and nephews, because there's another short from Black and White Days where it's like he's reading to his nieces and he's reading a story to right. his nieces and nephews. That means that Mickey has brothers and sisters. Yeah, that which we've is never weird. met. That's weird. Like, Donald's family, we know, like, everybody in Donald's family tree, but we know, like, nobody in Mickey's family tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but and also, where are all these kids' parents? Yes. These kids are... Uh, and why weren't any devil of the children? Gr- That's what I said. I, I wrote devil children. Why weren't any <laughs> of the girls invited? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe the girls were just the ones in different color. Like they were. I don't no, know. she. He said boys multiple oh, times. Oh well. And, and when he was putting out the the playlist, he said he only said boys' names. Well, I don't know where all of Mickey's nieces are. Yeah. Being it, good children, not devil children. <laughs> That's true. Plus, it's 1952. I don't know. <laughs> um. And did you notice, okay, so 1950s Mickey d- character design. Yeah, it's it fe- odd. It feels so much more old-fashioned than 1940s. Yeah, okay. Because 1940s is more like what we consider the modern Mickey. Right. But 1950, they just did, I don't know what it is. It's it, the eyes. It's the eyes. It's and the, the eyebrows. Eyes. Yeah. Which was weird because, like, because I remember we, we watched Fantasia and we mm-hmm. were like, this 1940 Mickey is the Mickey that we're familiar with. And I was, like, watching, like, I'm pretty sure Mickey went through some changes between 40 and modern, but I don't see it here because yeah. this Mickey looks like the Mickey I'm familiar with. Um, but, like, his eyes are smaller, which is more true to how Mickey's originally mm-hmm. designed. Because, like, in his original design, he has, like, the white face with the small black eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's not that that whole face is supposed to be his eyes, which is how he's animated today and how he was animated in the mm-hmm. 40s. But, yeah, his design was uh, weird, and I didn't I didn't care for it because it's not what I know and love. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I found a... Um uh, my friend tweeted something that some dude was really terrible to her about, Ooh. and I found this um, amazing GIF. I just searched kill, and I got this <laughs> Mickey GIF I'm about to show you. <laughs> it looks almost like it's from a parody. It probably is, but I, 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 I like it. <laughs> it's a great GIF. It's a great GIF. Yeah, it's Mickey like l- looking through a through a book called How to Kill, and yeah. then he looks up at you. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. 
And I yeah. liked the little trapeze yeah. um, action sequences with Pluto trying to get that cake and the kids, like, wanting to play with him. Yeah, and they, like, push him down one of those metal slides that, uh, if you grew up on a playground between the 50s and the 90s, are probably familiar with before they... I remember getting burned on those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're from, like, we're from California. They mostly switched to plastic by the time we were kids. Really? Not you? My elementary school, we had a metal slide. Because um, all the ones I remember years. were like in southern Utah, which why would you still have them in southern Utah? It's really hot there, too. But it, also, if it's like really cold, that's the same problem. Yeah. Um, so they shouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> um, but no, we had one at my... I remember getting rid of it. I was old enough to volunteer because we had a big volunteer day. Mm-hmm. And it was like help tear down the old gym and help put up the new one. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, doing that in middle school. Huh. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then it's finally time for cake after all of the shenanigans and games and devil children. And uh, Pluto, for his wish, he wishes that all those kids were gone and he could just have the cake to himself. <laughs> oh, so good. And I was he, like, me too, Pluto. <laughs> Then he blows out the candles, and then before he knows it, the kids have eaten the entire cake. Yep. But of course, Mickey saved him a piece. Mm-hmm. And once all the kids are gone, he gives it to Pluto. <laughs> yep. Uh, which is very cute. Because I really, I didn't like Mickey for most of the episode, but then he did that nice thing for Pluto. Yeah. Did. I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, why are you doing a birthday party for your dog if you're A, not even inviting other dogs? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then be like, you're not even letting your dog have cake. <laughs> yeah, very like cute. if you want to, if you want an excuse to like throw a party for all your little nibblings, and you just find another one that doesn't jerk the dog around so much, right? But anyway, it was still very cute, mm-hmm. and I liked that it was primarily from Pluto's perspective. Yeah, that was really fun because what we're gonna watch today is all dog perspective. Yep. I'm really excited. Me too. Uh, should we do this first? Yes, we should do this first. So um, over the weekend, I I posted a um, a photo of I've been keeping track of how, like our progress through Disney movies with the Tsum Tsums I already had on hand. Um, but then pretty much immediately after posting it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Target and buy more Tsum Tsums. <laughs> and so I have some here that we're going to open up. Um, the first is a three pack. Um, we know for sure that there, there's Lucifer. We know mm. for sure that there's Donald. And then there's a mystery Mickey. Ooh. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. What's the mystery Mickey gonna Let's, be? Let's find out. There's Lucifer. There's his tail. Oh, he has a dumb, cute little tail. And there's Donald. Donald also has a dumb, cute little tail. And our mystery Mickey is... Ooh! Like is that Steamboat s- Willie? No, but oh. he's like silver. Great. Yeah, because he's Steamboat Willie Mickey, so he's in grayscale. No, but it's not Steamboat Willie because he doesn't have the hat. Oh, you're right. I okay. guess he's just a grayscale let's, let's, let's look at this guide and see what it says. It's just black and white Mickey. Oh, Okay. That's still cute. Yeah. And in the guide, he is marked as... Green means ultra super lucky. Aww. So that's fun. Yay, ultra super lucky. Yep. And then I have another, like, just a mystery one pack with the little things. It says the options are invisible Cheshire Cat, Sally, Stitch, Blue Dress Aurora, Mickey from the Mickey Mouse Club, Mickey from Fantasia, or Mickey from Plain Crazy. And it says, feeling ultra super lucky, look for gold, Mickey. Ooh. And so I already have a stitch, so I'd be happy with anything else. Ooh, I hope it's, like, we just got a super extra lucky, so it'd be cool if we got another super extra lucky. Oh, it's Sally. Aww. Seasonal. Yes. I mean, a little late seasonally. No, we're but... right in the middle of the oh, season. Oh, you're right. Uh, her season is the whole time. The whole holiday yeah, season. Yeah, so we have, like, a little basket display Aww. thing. With her potion bottle. Yep. Like a dead fish. And then <laughs> let's check her out. And her compartment is slightly different. I've never bought them like this before. Like, the mystery ones. Mystery ones. They're fun. Yeah. 
This is why I don't collect things, though. I would just get frustrated. <laughs> I know. Well, see, and there was another uh, three-pack that I wanted to get that had Snow White. Ooh. But it, the, the the other one was Figaro. And I already have, a, like, a, a teeny. teeny Figaro, but I don't want another medium Figaro if, mm-hmm. if I could get something I don't already have. Right. So, yeah. So cute. She is very cute. And a lot of these have some really great details. I have a scrump one, like Lilo's doll, that has, like, the belly button when you Aww. turn it over. But yeah, I am very happy with this. Those these. are so fun. Yeah, so, um, so I, we can put three of these straight back into the display, and so I will yeah. find a way to do that. <laughs> and I have a, and actually, I'll be able to put in my lady one after we do yeah. this. So, when was the last time you watched Lady and the Tramp? It's been, it's been a long time. I don't think I could tell you the last time I watched it, but the, I do remember some details of it. I think I might have had it on VHS as a kid. Mm, we definitely had it on VHS. I don't think I've watched it since my college rewatch of my favorite Disney films. So I have it on DVD. So this may be the first time I'm opening the DVD other than opening it to get the Blu-ray like rewards code. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> So cool. I'm excited to watch this again. Yes, let's go. We are back. Um, so it was fun. I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like dogs a lot, so mm-hmm. this is a good movie. It is. Um, and I felt like a lot of my love of dog and dog breeds came from this movie. Like, being mm-hmm. able to be like, oh, I know what kind of dog you have, or like... Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, and I, I had a lot more of, oh, I remember this moment than I thought I was going to. Mm. And something I forgot to mention is I remember as a little kid, I had this stuffed lady dog. Aww. And one of my, <laughs> I, I have this very distinct memory of, like, you know, if, if, like, if you were, if you were raised religiously, like, you have that moment as a kid where you pray for something really silly, but you don't realize it's silly when you're a kid. Okay. Mine was to make the lady dog a real dog. Aww, <laughs> you just really wanted a dog. I, I really wanted a dog. I'm a cat person. I'm more of a cat person now, but I still really like dogs. No. Um, yeah, we definitely uh, had dogs growing up, so I didn't have that. <laughs> no, honestly, getting a cat was a compromise. Like, my, my mom's really, she loves all animals, but she's a dog person. My dad mm. does not like having animals in the house. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of funny that um, my dogs kind of are Lady and the Tramp. Um, so we had a husky with a pedigree. Um, her grandfather was like a show oh, wow. husky, and he was like on the cover of movies. He wasn't in movies, but he did a lot of like portraits mm-hmm. and posing for pictures for film covers and things like that. So she had like a legit pedigree that mm-hmm. we kept. Um, and then we found a stray husky. Uh, once, and we brought him home, and he taught her a lot of bad habits. (laughs) Um, and we, honestly, like, we kept him because we wanted them to have puppies, but she was not into him, so in that respect, she was not, like, lady. (laughs) But, um, yeah, they were good dogs. But very much Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Which also I have at the top of my notes, Lady and the Tramp, a.k.a. Tangled. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, but it's a good classic story. It is. We're like, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it. Yeah. As we go in, but it's yeah. A good no, there's a, um, uh, yeah. I, I, there was in the middle of it, I looked up at you and I said, so when did you realize that this was going to address both of our issues? <laughs> okay. So to be fair, like, I don't know what it, Tramp doesn't do it for me. Really? Really. I like, so like, he, I thought he, that he would. He looks like a Don Bluth dude. He does. <laughs> I, I have another note in here about Dimitri. <laughs> yeah, like, this is, who, this is where the Don Bluth man comes from. It comes from the <laughs> No, okay, so like, I love Thomas O'Malley. Yeah. Thomas O'Malley's fantastic. I don't know what it is. Tramp doesn't do it for me. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out what we were watching, because there was a point where I was like, Tramp has everything I love in a character. He's, like, charming, confident, Mm -hmm. walks with swagger, like, carefree. I don't know what it is. I honestly, I think it's his voice actor. I don't think I'm into his voice. 
I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, he had that very, like, mid, mid-century, mid the... It wasn't exactly, like, a transatlantic accent, but it definitely had a mid-century affect on it. I think, I think I, ne- I either need, like, my 80s, 90s DiCaprio voice, mm-hmm. or I need, like, the Timothy Mouse mm-hmm. gangster vibe voice. I need one end of the century, mm-hmm. but the middle part I'm super not into. I think that must be it. Because otherwise, Tramp is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I love him, except something just doesn't do it. (laughs) So, but uh, there's a baby in this movie. Yes, there was. There was a baby. There was definitely a baby. (laughs) A major plot point of the movie. Yes. So, fun mm, details about this movie. Mm -hmm. First one in widescreen, which will be more important as we do Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. But I did notice, like, the opening. I was like... Oh, hey, there's some black bars on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really seen this yet. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then you mentioned that this is the first film distributed by Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. So this is when Disney got into distributing their own films, basically. Yes. Um, so if you don't know much about how the movie making process works, like, I always use it as my, like, example of teaching monopolies because it's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. You, have, you write a script and then you make the script into a movie which mm-hmm. is a varying lengthy process. And then you edit the movie down into an actual movie, mm-hmm. and then you distribute the movie. Um, so, But you can't have the same company do all of that. <laughs> but you could in this time period. Well, no, like, because... Well, I guess there's there's distribution, and then there's owning the movie theaters to whom you distribute it. Right. That's what I'm thinking about. Never right. mind. So, yeah, so distribution, and then where do you show the movie? So mm-hmm. back in the day, Disney had its own theater that they would show their films in. Um, and you can still go see Disney movies down at El Capitan. Right now, they're playing The Nutcracker, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I remember going to see Atlantis down there, and they had, like, a whole thing where you could play, like, Atlantean laser tag and make Atlantean crystal necklaces. I remember, I'm trying to remember what it was I saw there once, but they did. Oh, my God. They had a pre-show I saw Lady and the Tramp there. I was just, like, struck. (laughs) Like, it was this weird, like, flash moment. That must have been the last time I saw Lady and the Tramp. Oh, my God. Was at the El Capitan on a date. (laughs) Oh, man. That was a wild, wild memory moment. Anyway, I apologize. That is okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, I think I saw Inspector Gadget there. Nice. Yeah. And and they had, like, and there was, like, a a live bit before they showed the movie. That's fun. My neighbor growing up um, ran a daycare, and she she would take me all doing a lot of fun things. So, like, so she took, she would take, she would take me to Raging Waters. She took me to see Prince of Egypt and IMAX. Nice. (laughs) That's lucky. Yeah. No, she was so sweet. And she never, like, she would call my mom and say, hey, I'm taking the kids to do this. Do you want to bring Brooke? And she never charged. That's so nice. Very nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Love you, Val. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first one of Vista distribution. So Disney Mm -hmm. himself made a distribution company Mm -hmm. um, so that they wouldn't have to sell the movie to other people. Yeah. Which now they do have to like sell distribution rights Mm -hmm. um, to other theaters, and there's some drama with that. But (laughs) well, and is Point of Vista still around? No. Okay. Uh, they disbanded, or they were reincorporated mm-hmm. stuff, um, I believe, in 2008. Okay. So it was recent. Mid to late 2000s, yeah. Okay. You did more research on this film than I did. Um, I, didn't um, do a, I didn't do a ton either. Like, oh, there was one um, one trivia thing on one website that said, oh, yeah, this was, they had Peggy Lee come in and do it, and it was the first time Disney hired a superstar, <laughs> and I'm like, excuse you. Bing Crosby. Yeah. With <laughs> Crane. He did that whole thing by himself. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, this is vaguely based on a short film. Mm-hmm. So there's a short film about a dog that's mm-hmm. just kind of like carefree, living life dog. And Walt was basically like, hey, what if that dog fell in love with our dog that we have in the story we've been working on since 1936? Mm-hmm. Or sorry, I said short film. It's a short story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically. Yeah. The kickstart of Lady and the Tramp. So, very, very cute story about a, what do you, 
a tramp um, mm-hmm. who falls in love with a princess. I could have written AKA Aladdin at the top of my yeah. notes as well. <laughs> a street rat and a woman of high standing. Yeah. So. Um, or I think I think like one way that he even put it himself is like uh, other side of the tracks romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pretty much what it is. It's even set in Walt's favorite time period. Mm-hmm. Um, that turn of the century, which we talked about mostly with Casey at the back, yeah. but we can see it in like the glass baby bottles and the, the bustles, the style of dresses, yeah, the yeah, style. yeah, everything. Like the fact that there aren't any cars yet. Yep, everyone's in carriages. Um, there is a car at the end of the film. That's right. They're driving a car, so cars are rare. Mm-hmm. I guess Jim called a car in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I love I love that like it, it um, that we only know ladies humans by the pet their pet names for each other yeah. Jim Deer and Darling. Which okay, but also <laughs> but Darling's friends call her Darling at the yes, baby shower. I was just gonna so say we have that. no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what her name is. Her friends call her Darling. It's a little odd. Um, I was listening to see if Jim's friends called him Jim Deer, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I just thought it was so funny that, like, that Jim just se- didn't seem to have experience with anything small. Oh my god, my note says Jim knows nothing of dogs. Yeah, because he tries <laughs> to lay her on his back. Uh-huh. On, like, like the first night he tries to put her on her back in the basket like she was a baby. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's not comfortable for no. the animals. And he's like, we have to be strict and firm with her. And I'm like, yes, but like, this is not how you train a dog. <laughs> At all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really cute. Um, but of course she ends up sleeping on the bed all the time anyway. Yeah. Although that's the only time we actually see her in the bed. She's like in um, a basket when Jim mm-hmm. goes out in the middle of the night to get watermelon. Well, darling. but that was after the end, the, like, after they figured out. Like, so things start to change once she gets pregnant. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so I did like the uh, early introduction of the rat. It's one yeah. of the first things we actually see Lady do yeah. is terrorize the rat and keep it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was a very spooky rat. <laughs> yeah, very, very scary designed rat. Um, I also feel like this movie is to blame for a lot of childhood hatred of dog catchers. Which, like, I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this dog catcher is actually, like, not bad. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're nice to the dogs in yeah. general. They, like, talk to them. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, just Lady that they're nice to. Yeah. Like, they're pretty decent as far as we can tell. But, like... Mm-hmm. Every child be- hates dog catchers. Well, and it, because it's from the dog's perspective. Right, right, like, right. Like, the dog doesn't understand the, the greater implications of having right. dogs everywhere. I think, I may be wrong about this, it's been a long time since I saw Oliver and Company, but I think there are dog catchers in that one that are, like, bad dog catchers and actually bad. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um... But that might also influence that childhood hatred of dog catchers. And um, we have Bill Thompson back again doing some voice stuff. Yeah. Um, as Jock, uh, the Scottish Terrier, and Joe, the um, Italian cook. And I really noticed, it's like, oh my gosh, he's got he's got some range. Like, the voice sounded familiar, but I didn't know, like, right off the bat, like, oh yeah, that's Mr. Smee. <laughs> that's the white rabbit. Oh, <laughs> I caught it because he did the dog. Yeah, he did, His... the, he did the bulldog, too. Yeah. And the, you can definitely hear it in the bulldog. But you can hear it more in Joe than in Jock. Like, if Mr. Smee was Italian. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... Actually, let's just talk dog character design. Yeah. Let's just talk about that. So, Lady's a Cocker Spaniel. Yes. um, Which is adorable. Yes. um, But a very English dog breed. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was interesting, too, that, like, um, so she's got these long, you know, the the long flowing Mm -hmm. ears that look like, you know, a lady's hair. Yeah. And they're darker than the rest of her Mm -hmm. coat. Mm Mm-hmm. So that she's a redhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the other thing that we've been addressing is Disney redheads. <laughs> yes. Yes. That desirable woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your Scottish Terrier, mm-hmm. who is your thrifty Scott. Yeah. Like, he comments <laughs> on, oh, that collar looks expensive. Uh-huh. And he's like, babies are very expensive and you have to be careful with them. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, here we go. Yeah. And then you got your southern, your southern bloodhound. Yeah, that was such good characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tramp, who very mutt-like. Like, you can't, you can't get a no, weed on him at all. Uh, not at all. Which, so, I know three dogs that look like Tramp and... 
they have somehow ended up in the like the same family. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friends adopted a dog that's kind of like a ginger version of Tramp, a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And then their family adopted a dog that's like a blonder version of Tramp. Mm-hmm. And then they took in a foster dog that is this teeny tiny blonde version of Tramp who oh, can't man. walk well. And I was like, how did you end up with three dogs that look exactly the same at such an indiscriminate breed? Yeah. <laughs> but it's adorable. Yeah, actually... Um, so my mom and I, we like to go through Oprah's favorite things when they pop up on Amazon. <laughs> and one of the things this year was a DNA test for your dog to figure oh out gosh. the breed breakdown. And I'm like, that's so much money. <laughs> so much money to figure out. Like, just take it to the vet. Yeah. And the vet will be like, ah, it's probably these three breeds. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not hard to do. Yeah. Um, or ask someone who really likes dogs. They'll probably be happy to tell you. Yes. <laughs> and also I noticed um, the dogs are all given eyebrows. Yes. Which I probably only noticed because I was looking at my dog today and mm-hmm. I was like, you have like four little hairs for eyebrows. Mm-hmm. The character designs are all very fitting for each kind mm-hmm. of dog. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Peg is yeah. like fluffy mutt, so she's kind of got that showgirl look yeah. with the eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good character designs. Yeah. So on the subject of introducing Tramp, what I looked up was when Tramp goes to Tony's, mm-hmm. there's a sign on the wall um, mm-hmm. that you only see half of, and it says Tom's Cabin, and then the dates. Yeah. Yeah, that was a play mm-hmm. that was very popular in the turn of the century. Yeah. I was like, oh boy. I just had to confirm for myself yeah. that, that was, in fact, what I thought I, it was. Because I noticed that during the date. I'm like, why is there a poster for Uncle Tom's Cabin at the Opera House yep. on April 26th and 27th? Yep, and it's because that was a popular play in the 1900s, mm-hmm. early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why did we do this for so long? Yep. But anyway, I mean, I guess that kind of, like, reinforces why that's such a, I don't know, like, big part of the American consciousness. Mm-hmm. Especially during this time. So, Tramp meets Lady um, as he, like, wanders into the upper-class part of town mm-hmm. um, and tries to explain to her what a baby is because mm-hmm. she's all upset that yeah. Jim and Darling don't love her anymore. Yeah. Which is so sad. <laughs> I know. And she's like, they called me that dog. And I was like, oh, I would never call Blue that. <laughs> um, I Actually, that's not true. One time she ate a very nice swimsuit. And oh, no. I was very unhappy with her. <laughs> um, but anyway, so meeting Tramp, you can, like, so we watched a deleted scene mm-hmm. um, about the turning of the tables mm-hmm. where the dogs are walking people. Mm-hmm. A very weird and uncomfortable scene. It is. Um, but I think what we lost in that scene is Tramp flirting with Lee. Yeah. Yeah. We it, had to, We like, we don't get as much of that, like, later on. Like, we don't understand it quite as much as before. Yeah. Before, like, yeah. yeah, but it was a, like, the whole sequence itself was very uncomfortable, but, yes. like, it was a fun, it was a cute way to, like, to make fun of how, like, you go walk your dog and then you flirt with somebody else who's walking their dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the real reason <laughs> that I want a dog that I can walk calmly, not blue, who just... Wants to chase all the squirrels. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that we had more of Tramp flirting with Lady mm-hmm. in that beginning part, mm-hmm. rather than he just kind of, like, teases her. Yeah. In a way that we don't really get with the... Un- like, there's no undertext. Yeah. yeah. That I can... And now I understand, like, when... So in the current Adventure Zone act, like, I'm like, oh, that's why I keep thinking this way about Pigeon, because he calls her... Because Tramp calls Pidge. Lady Pigeon. Yeah. Pigeon. That's Pidge. funny. I was thinking of Voltron's Pidge when he calls her Pidge. <laughs> no, like, no, I was thinking, like, like Duck and Pidge. <laughs> Duck and, yeah, Pigeon. I forgot about Pigeon. Mm-hmm. It's a weird nickname. It is. I don't know why he, like, we meet, like, he sees pigeons before he sees her. I don't know. I wonder if that's the connection. Well, I mean, pigeons pigeons look a lot like turtle doves, and so maybe yeah. it could have come from something like that. Maybe there's an old lost storyboard piece where she's chasing pigeons or something and he calls her pigeon yeah or she refuses to chase pigeons and he calls her like maybe there's a lost there's got to be something because like because i i I can't think of any other instance where i've seen pigeon used as a term of endearment yeah i don't know it's it's an odd one it's adorable it is and he never calls her lady Mm -hmm. um he just calls her pidge and kid and kid (laughs) Which, that's a little uncomfortable. Here's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and 
And then there, like, just the sequences of, like, dur- lady kind of figuring, trying to figure things out during the pregnancy mm-hmm. were so funny, because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. they, it was probably one of the best bits of showing and not telling. Yeah. Uh, with, um, like, you can tell, like, Jim is like, uh, Jim Deere's like, oh, you know, you can't really tell if it's a boy or a girl, but you can see that he's nailing his Yale um, banner to the wall. You can see that Darling's writing out lists of girls' names. Yeah, yeah. They did a really good job with this whole sequence. Even, like, before, when mm-hmm. we're still trying to figure out that they're having a baby, because mm-hmm. Lady doesn't know. Yeah. It's a really, really good job of, like, cluing us in. In your condition? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then, like, you know, if you don't notice that she's knitting baby socks, then yeah. Yeah, you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed the sequence. Actually, it's probably one of my favorite jokes um, of any Disney movie we've seen is when um, the men at Jim's end of the baby shower, yeah. when he says, uh, don't worry, the doctor hasn't lost a father yet. <laughs> No, that was a good one. Like, that's actually really funny. <laughs> um, I liked that a lot. Yeah, and I just loved how Lady kept looking straight into the camera like she was on the office. Yeah, and she like tips her head a little like as she's looking at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, humans are so weird. <laughs> that was really cute. Yeah, and um, my strongest... Like, one of my, well, like, I had it a little bit, like, when Jim goes out to get watermelon and chop suey. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got four younger siblings, and so I remember bits and pieces of many of my mom's pregnancies, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, cravings are part of that, and... (laughs) But I, like, even not pregnant, I feel like I can understand wanting watermelon and Chinese food at the same time because it's sweet and cool and it calms down when it helps calm down spice. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Maybe not at the exact same time, but... But it really, really hit me during um, when Darling was singing the lullaby to the baby. Like, you you, you You saw, like, I sat straight up and, like, (laughs) yeah, no, it was was real strong. And, oh, man, (laughs) that's when I was like, oh, no. Actually, I had it a little bit before. I'm like, oh, no, like, a big plot point of this is baby, and so Mm -hmm. I'm going to freak out about babies. (laughs) How do you feel about the What is a Baby song? I thought it was kind of sweet. I mean, and it's something, like, I don't know if it was quite the right fit for it. I, I either wish it was longer or shorter. Yeah. Or, like, longer or it wasn't there. Yeah, because, like, it just was, it was a snippet of just Lady, it was only Lady going up the stairs. It was more of an introduction to the lullaby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when we were watching the deleted scene, I was expecting, oh, the song is going to be longer. Yeah, it wasn't. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I either want more of the song or I just don't want mm-hmm. it because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it is, it's, like, just out of place, I feel like. Yeah. And then, you know, J- Jim Deere and Darling want to go on a trip, and so they call Aunt Sarah, mm-hmm. and I don't like Aunt Sarah. No, I don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> I like, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to, but, like, I have many specific bo- bones to pick with her. <laughs> um, and that... And she, okay, I'm going to say this. I just thought of it. I might take it back. She reminds me of Umbridge. Oh, yeah. Right? She's that very, like, no-nonsense... My darlings are my darlings. Everything else is garbage. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I feel about Aunt Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And her cats are absolute monsters. And not as much as the as the racists who created those cats. Right. Right. Because um, they are a couple of Siamese cats, both voiced by Peggy Lee. Um, yeah, and they're designed horribly. They've got the teeth. And they're written horribly. Yep. Um, and... Yeah, and the song is just, ugh. Like, it'll be stuck, it gets stuck in your head forever, but it's so racist. I'm gonna die. pretty bad. Um. Like, and I think around the time it was made, um, so Siam is in, like, you know, an old Anglicization of Thailand, which I'm pretty sure was still Chinese territory around that time, and, I mean, because uh, Siam's been Chinese territory on and off through the centuries. Right. But it was... Well, no, because it was taken over by England. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In, like, the 1850-ish, mid-1800s. Yeah. So, it... But it, they're very much... Chinese stereotypes. Oh yeah, they don't. There aren't specific Thai stereotypes. The, no, 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 no. These Siamese cats are Mickey Rooney. 
Um, well, Mickey Rooney's character in um, Breakfast at Tiffany's was supposed to be Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> but there's just kind of that Hollywood Asian stereotype. Yeah. And that's exactly what these cats are. Yeah. Um, well, and um, something that didn't make it, we watched, a, there was like a bonus feature thing. And we were like, are they going to apologize or explain their racist? No, it was just storyboards and different background voices that were even more racist because they said yeah. every single L is an R. Yeah. Which yeah. doesn't happen. I've never nope. heard that happen in real life. Uh. I, I have known and worked with and for many Chinese people and I have never heard that one. It's... M- so actually, it's more of a Japanese stereotype okay. because in Japanese there's no differentiation between L and R. Yeah, and there isn't, and there isn't Chinese. Like the R is very W sounding, but it's the, but they have an R and they have an L. Yeah, there isn't a difference in Japanese, so okay. you'll often see those two letters. Um, okay, well, alternated when like when you're doing and that translation and that makes sense because around the time that those stereotypes were forming, the Chinese Exclusion Act was still was still well, so effect, was uh, the Gentleman's Agreement. So okay. yeah, all of your that's the other great thing about all these Asian stereotypes is in 1950, mm-hmm. your Asian immigrants aren't immigrants; they're like second and third generation. Mm-hmm. So well, you're starting to get some, you know, Chinese refugees. Fleeing communism, but right? Not very right. Many yet. Well, yeah, and the I don't know when the Exclusion Act is actually lifted. I should know that. I can't tell you either. Um, yeah. But it is much later. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It's and bad. we're like in post World War Two, so things are a little different with Japan now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so anyway, it's just a really it, uncomfortable sequence. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was rough. But um, it, basically, it leads to the cats ruin everything, and then Aunt Sarah comes in and assumes it was the dog yeah. who was trying to fix everything. I think this scene just makes me doubly sad because, like, when I was like, "Oh, we're doing Lady and the Tramp this week. It's about dogs. That means that it won't be racist." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that, like, what, like, one of the major things I noticed about Aunt Sarah that got me mad is, like, it's one thing to be more of a cat person or more of a dog person, but, like, being exclusively one or the other right. is, like, I don't understand that. Like, I have a preference for cats because that's what I'm familiar with and I'm tired all the time and don't have the energy <laughs> for a dog, necessarily. I love it when we... Uh, take care of other people's dogs for a week or so, or like you've met you've met my neighbor's dog Rosie, mm-hmm. who is she looks like a teddy bear because she's a yeah, labradoodle yeah. and she's oh she's just so great. I love dogs, like but cats better fit my personality and the way I have to sure. live. And I'm, for other people, it's slightly different, but it's like come on. I I can see like not liking dogs. I get mm-hmm. that. Then don't babysit your nephew's dog. Yeah. If you don't like dogs that much. Like, yeah, like, yeah. But I can also see, like, Aunt Sarah just believes that dogs are outdoor animals and cats yeah. are indoor animals. Mm-hmm. But also, ladies at Cocker Spaniel, those things are so small and, like, they're, they're not... They're, like, they're, they're the goodest. <laughs> yeah, it's not like my pit bull who is very big and mm-hmm. beefy. And I could understand if you are terrified of her and don't want her in the house. Oh, she's so That's sweet, That's fine. Though. She's a darling cuddlebug who... Yeah. She'll yeah. just lay on your lap and mm-hmm. suffocate you, but <laughs> yeah. she's doing it in the name of cuddles. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah. I had a Cocker stan- Spaniel stay with us for a while. Do you remember Charlie? Yeah, I remember Charlie. Yeah. Really cutie. Yeah, she was a sweetheart, and she never barked. Mm. Like, and like I don't know if that was just her or for it's a Cocker Spaniel thing, or just, like, she was, she was really quiet, and she was really sweet, and people who wouldn't recognize that are just, like... Who are you? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Which leads us to Sarah goes to get Lady a muzzle. I would never muzzle someone else's dog. No. Oh my god. Yeah, like that is like I would get so I would get so mad if I came home and found out that somebody had like done something to that effect. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but without that, Lady would have never reconnected with Tramp. Mm-hmm. So they have a. Adventure trying to get the muzzle off, which is really cute. Mm-hmm. Takes her to to, he zoo. takes her to the zoo, <laughs> and then he takes her to dinner, <laughs> like a date. <laughs> and they spend all evening together. Okay, so the date sequence though, like the it's zoo gorgeous. or the dinner. Um, do we want to talk about the zoo first? Because I do want to. I, I do want to talk about the okay, zoo great. a little bit because that was another like not not as strong as the lullaby, but that was another one of those moments because <laughs> I remember the alligator and I remember the beaver oh. and the beaver 
Did it remind you of Gopher from Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, yeah, he did. With he a whistle. the same whistle. Had Gopher the same has whistle. that whistle. Mm-hmm. We're not far from Winnie the Pooh either. I'm so pumped. So. Yeah. What was I going to say about uh, that? And that, that? Like, that's oh. most of what I had to say I like the alligator, too. That was a cute yeah. gag and mm-hmm. the laughing hyena. Mm-hmm. Um... And I love that she gets in on the con. She's like, oh, no, it's a free sample. Yeah, like, she, yeah, she gets it. Yeah. Um, so it's really cute. So <laughs> the Bella Noche scene, um, my, like, one of my favorite scenes in all of cinematic history, like, to this day, I'm a film major. I've watched classics. I love Disney movies. This scene is one of my all-time favorite it's, scenes. It's specifically the scene in 102 Dalmatians. Have you seen 102 Dalmatians, the live action film? I don't think I have. Okay, so there's a scene. So the whole plot of 102 Dalmatians is that there's um, a guy who runs a dog shelter mm-hmm. that's getting closed down. Cruella gets out of prison and she wants to, like, she's good now. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to show that she's good by helping this dog shelter. And then there's the lady who's, like, Cruella's case manager. And mm-hmm. so she thinks that Cruella's just conning everybody. And she thinks that the guy who mm-hmm. runs the dog shelter is conning everybody. And, like, so it's like, is it she so- falls in love with the guy at the dog shelter. Is it still going close? Yes, it is. Okay, then maybe I'll watch it. (laughs) Um, As far as I know, it is. So anyway, she and the dog shelter, the case lady and the Mm -hmm. dog shelter guy are on a date and he leaves his dogs at home with her dogs and they're watching Lady and the Tramp at home while mom and dad are out on a date and so it's paralleling the spaghetti scene in Lady and the Tramp that the dogs are watching while this guy and this girl are on a date. And it is the best piece of cinema I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is such great storytelling and the parallels and it's just good. And I okay. love it. Okay. Because <laughs> he's like the tramp who runs the dog shelter and she's this really high bred lady with like her purebred Dalmatians and it's just very good. And I love this date scene, but all I could think about was 102 Dalmatians. Yeah. And it is, um, and the one in the, in the, in Back in Lady and the Tramp, it's very sweet. Yes, it like, really is. Wait, is that Gerard Depardieu? Is he, is he the guy running the shelter or is he the bad guy? No, I believe he's the bad guy. Okay, because I was about to say, I'm like, there's not very many, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily cast Gerard Depardieu as a, <laughs> as a romantic lead, but. No, I wouldn't either. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the romantic lead. We're, we're, um, we're going through IM, the IMDb page. Yeah, it's the for... guy who plays Reed Richards in oh. Fantastic Four. Okay. <laughs> All right, I can see that. He's got, he's got some scruff in the movie. He also yeah. has a parrot he's who thinks a, he's a dog. Oh, that's cute. It's adorable. He, he's, got, he's got a jaw, so like, yeah. I can see that working. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we don't get to watch 100. Maybe we'll like, do a special where we yeah, watch. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to, like, eventually, we're probably going to get around to watching some like live-action remakes. Honestly, I would rather watch Don Bluth movies than live-action remakes. But we could talk more about that as we hit certain points. Yeah. Um... But yeah, anyway, so <laughs> date scene, great. Tony's great. It's iconic for a reason. Yes, it really it's, is. It's very, it's really very sweet. And like, one of my favorite things about like, if you watch a romance movie, like the best thing that you can do when you're casting is to like cast somebody who can like look at the other person. Like, mm. it's a reason that everybody loves Andy Samberg is Jake Peralta. Like, have you looked at him looking at her? Like... And I'm and I love that um, that Bradley Whitford from The West Wing plays his dad in mm, Brooklyn Nine Nine mm-hmm. because when you go back and watch The West Wing, the way that he looks at a woman, like holy cow, I'm just having a lot of feelings. <laughs> and um, and they animate that very well. They do a really good job. Yeah, the literal stars in ladies' eyes. It's, it's very sweet. Um, and then they go through a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. And, they, and... Like, do the, and I that's when I looked looked back and I'm like, oh yeah, it's it, it's almost, it's a little bit like the Cinderella, like, so this is I, left, I, I walking, have that, no, wa- Cinderella level date. <laughs> yeah, it is, except that I just, I did not know this, that Peter Pan was our last Mary Blair credit. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't know that either. Do, she's gone! Oh. Well. I know. I know. Well, are we, when do we leave the Silver Age, speaking I of? I don't know, maybe. I meant to look that up. It, I, I feel like if, if, if the, um, if it's measured the way that we were discussing it before, like, based on Walt's involvement, then I would guess it would end in 1966 when Walt dies. I don't think so, because it's specifically, like, his influence. Where are... It should be in my mobile bookmarks. Okay. Oh, so the Silver Age, you're right. Mm-hmm. It does end in 67 with the death of Walt. Oh, I think the Aristocats is the start of the 
quote dark age yeah. which is a bummer because i love that movie I, yeah <laughs> um yeah jungle book was the last film that walt himself worked on yeah so we're nearing the end actually yeah. oh no no we're only like halfway through yeah yeah we're halfway well and it'll take us twice as long because we're doing our mini subs now too um anyway beautiful date end yeah. of mary blair but a lovely date yeah and they go to like the hill together okay so actually i guess walt disney would never have intended for that scene on the hill to anyway imply but it kind of does but it does well and so and so do things that happen afterward right well it's only the one line like no it's a whole scene we're thinking of different things we are thinking of different things yes we'll get we'll get there yeah um but and i think i re- remember even reading somewhere is like it's the first animated film where the heroine spends the night with a man <laughs> yeah and that makes like, sense yeah um but after their morning date she wants to go home mm-hmm. or after in the morning in the morning she wants to go home there yeah. we go um and he's like okay i'll take you home but before he takes her home, they stop to chase chickens, mm-hmm. and Lady ends up caught by the dog catcher, mm-hmm. which is not bad for her because she's got a license, so mm-hmm. she'll just yeah, they'll just call her home and they'll come mm-hmm. pick her up. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Um, and there's some sitting dogs, and it, and um, I really liked like the um, kind of your barbershop quartet yeah of dogs and all the weepy puppies just (laughs) killed me it's literally what did i I wrote uh it's an adopt a dog commercial yeah it really is and even like outside outside the pound is like take a dog home today you had nice puppies which is some not something that you would like expect from 1955 well i mean even this is meant to take place in like 1900 yeah so certainly not but you gotta imagine, it's not like the dog shelter is there to kill dogs. The dog shelter yeah. is there to store dogs until they have a good home. Yeah. That's its purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. There's, it was, that was part of why I was like, oh, like, the dog catchers aren't bad. And we're not yeah. supposed to really think of them as bad. Yeah. Uh, they just happen to be the antagonist of yeah. Tramp. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the dogs are kind of teasing Lady, and then Peg's like, you guys quit it. <laughs> And then, mm-hmm. and then the word gets around to the tramp, and Peg sings He's a Tramp, which is, might be one of my all-time favorite songs. Like, not Disney songs. 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 It's general. a good song. It is really good. And um, if you go to the Jazz Loves Disney album, mm-hmm. uh, Melody Gardot does a fantastic mm-hmm. version of it. Nice, like, nice. And they were very smart. They didn't let her scat at all, because she can't. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a it's a good song. <laughs> Did the pound scene make you uncomfortable at all? Other uh, than the sad dogs? Oh, yes, because of the chihuahua. Okay. Yeah. I just... Like, the chihuahua is one example, but, like, all of the dogs kind of felt like immigrant stereotypes. Yeah, because you had your Brit, you had your Russian. Yeah. You had your German. You ha- and so I was like, okay, so all your immigrant stereotypes are in prison. Well, and we're going to see that again in Aristocats. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Aristocats. Yeah. It is the, it is the, it is its one flaw. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I was just like, oh, I don't really feel this Yeah, it was rough. But that song is so good. It's such a good song. And Peggy Lee does a great job. It's like the opposite of the We Are Siamese, where the scene is good and the song is bad, and yeah. now we have a bad scene, scene with a good, good song. song. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, so Lady gets picked up and gets taken home. And she's mad at everything I'll see. And then this, now we're at the scene yeah. where, that I was talking That's about. That's exactly what I was talking about. It's the one, like, they, they just have the conversation about Mar- which of us is going to marry Lady. Because, because of, for because the... Because it's implied she, that, that, she's, that she's, she's, she's got all, knocked up. Yeah. <laughs> But she immediately, she dismisses the idea. Yeah. She's not even, like, aware of the idea. Yeah. Which makes me think that, like, nah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't but, do but, it. But also, they're, but also they're dogs, and so, like, I can't believe we're having this debate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, lady's not a first date kind of girl. <laughs> there's, our, there's our secret title. My note says a shotgun wedding, question mark, Jack and Trusty. <laughs> and that was Jacques. It's Jacques. But no, not Jack. like Jacques, the French name. Jacques, like. Oh, like Jacques, J-O-C-K. J-O-C-K. I don't know. Let's ask Disney Wikipedia. 
Disney and Wikipedia knows everything. Disney and Wikipedia is going to back me up, bro. <laughs> I believe you. Because, like, they wouldn't name him Jacques if he was a Scot. It's true. That's why I thought it was odd. Um, I just assumed they were saying Jacques with a bad French accent. No. Um, I think then, you're right. But then it again, is but, Jacques. But then again, if you're upper middle class, turn of the century in, like, middle of nowhere Missouri... Yeah. What does it matter if you gave if you gave your there, Scottish no. dog? It's definitely Jock. J O C K. Yeah. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Jock and Trusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's just like there's a lot of like classist stuff to unpack. In oh, here too. for sure. Like, I mean, that's the, the whole plot. Right? That's the whole plot. But it's like, but when you, but I don't know. I feel like this might be the first time I've watched it as an adult, mm-hmm. and so like you just see it more. I'm like. There's a lot that they're not exactly addressing here either mm-hmm. because it's 1955 and slash 1900 yeah, like slash 1900 yeah which isn't any better. Nope. Um, and I feel like it's very supposed, very much supposed to be 1900 sensibilities. Yeah, but it is like he's the rough city kid and she's the nice suburb lady, mm-hmm. and they treat him that way. Yeah, um, and they're also like older stock, right? Yeah, so. They're very much like they well, and you can t- you can see like what kind of dogs they are. So they are yeah. more purebred and right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Versus Tramp, who's just kind of a a mutt, a dog, yeah. <laughs> just generic dog. And so, and but uh, Jim Deere and Darling are not yet back in town, no. and so Lady is chained to the doghouse. Well, okay, so she gives Tramp a talking to. She <laughs> does. Yeah. So who's Trixie and Lula and like lists off all the names of the girls that Peg gave her? Yeah, and he looks. Flustered. What a chewy. That was really cute. I actually really enjoy that scene. Um, and I like that, like, he doesn't apologize. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, really, he has nothing to apologize for. He like, took of, Lady out on a nice date. Like, all of this happened before they met. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He tries to apologize for getting her caught, but she won't listen because she's all upset. Yeah. She, like, she's very much, she's a girl who was on her first date and she thought she was special and she's upset um, about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, and then Tramp's, Tramp's a good boy. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, takes it in stride and he comes back when he hears her in yeah. distress. Yeah. So. Like, immediately. And, yeah. And then, and you can tell that maybe she's not actually mad at him because she doesn't, like, she drops it right away. No, actually, it's because she's a lot more focused on the baby right now, which is relatable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, her concern is the baby, and she doesn't care that it's the guy who insulted her. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, because the rat is back and is climbing up the wall and, like, is clearly going to go into the window and bite the baby. Yeah. Um, So, uh, Tramps gets inside um, and he sniffs out the rat. And Lady's eventually able to break away from the doghouse, and yeah. she goes up there too, and they knock over the crib, and I gasp. Yes, you I did. Was, I, was, I was distraught. Um, but the baby's okay. But the baby's fine. And, like, Lady, she checks on the baby first while yeah. Tramp gets the rat. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tramp fights this rat and ends up with, like, a broken paw, and he, like, is limping mm-hmm. and is, like, sad. Mm-hmm. He fought off three big dogs for Lady. Yeah. When she was running. When she was muzzled, yeah. When she was muzzled. And he was fine. But he fights off one rat and he's like, oh, I can't walk. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But anyway. Well, maybe maybe it bit a tendon or something. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I I was just like, really, Tramp? Really? Now you're hurt? (laughs) Like, okay. But then Aunt Sarah comes in and they're like, now there are two dogs. Yeah, she's not happy. And she Mm -hmm. locks Lady in the cellar and Tramp... In a closet. In a closet, yeah. And then calls the dog catcher. And says, kill it. Yeah, yeah. She's... Yeah. I mean, like, in her defense, she feels like a dog Dog got in the house and attacked the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, right about that time, Ginger and Darling come home and they're like, Aunt Sarah, come on. Trust our dog, please. <laughs> I love how Jim's like, Lady wouldn't do that. There's something else going on here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, thank you guys. <laughs> the voice of reason. The voice of reason. And uh, then and then they let Lady, like, they follow her upstairs and like, look, there was a rat. And, yeah. And then, you know. And, they're and like, they have to go rescue Tramp. Like, no, this dog saved our baby. <laughs> um, yeah. 
and um, Jock and Trusty are running off, and then mm-hmm. they address um, so- something again that we learned at the beginning is that um, Trusty, uh, you know, multi generation bloodhound who used to catch criminals, has mm-hmm. lost his sense of smell. But he has enough of it to go track Tramp down. Mm-hmm. And so we're following them, and the car is, fo- and then um, Jim Deere and Darling are following them in a car, like a real car, not a horse drawn buggy. Mm-hmm. And um, and then eventually the the pound buggy turns over. Jock and Trusty catch up to it, and they're barking at it, and it startles mm-hmm. the horse and driver, and then mm-hmm. cart turns over. Uh, Tramp is safe. Lady Gizm's like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, but then we find out that Trusty is hit under the wheel. Of and the... I freak out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My notes just say, Trusty, no! <laughs> um, this is, like, another point where we get to a common thing that happens in Disney movies where everything's really great. Like, Tramp and Lady are reunited. Tramp's gonna be okay. And then we zoom in on the sad moment mm-hmm. of Trusty Crushed. Mm-hmm. And then we cut immediately to a happy moment. It's Christmas. There's a candle. And I was reminded of um, Bambi, where it's yeah. like, oh my god, his mom just died. It's spring and the rain is here and there's flowers. Like, wait, give me a minute yeah. like, to sit in this sadness. Yeah. Um, I read a really great article that was like talking about the way that Don Bluth movies mm-hmm. let you sit in sadness, mm-hmm. like um, Fifel Goes West. And as a kid, I hated those movies because mm-hmm. I hated anything that made me sad. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh, I want to watch them. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to experience these emotions as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So Trusty's okay. He didn't die. Mm-hmm. He just broke his paw. Yeah. Um. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Jock and Trusty come to visit, and Jim's like, oh, here, come into the parlor, gentlemen. Let me see about refreshments. <laughs> and he says, oh, darling, where are the dog biscuits that Aunt Sarah sent us for Christmas? And so we're like, okay, she's learned her lesson, probably. She did learn her lesson. Um, also, Jim Deere hosts a much better dog party than Mickey does. He does. <laughs> and We uh, meet Lady and Tramp's puppy. They've got three little cock... Cocker Spaniel puppies and one little nut puppy. Yeah, they're adorable. They are. And I really want to watch Lady and the Tramp 2 now. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and Trusty goes into um, another thing that he's been doing throughout. I was like, oh, my grandpappy old reliable. <laughs> now, I don't recall if I've told you about my grandpappy old reliable. And everyone's like, yes, you have. until, But then but then they're little kids who haven't heard the stories yeah. before. They're like, no, we haven't, Uncle Trusty. And then he's like, well, well he always used... Well, he used to say, well, I doggone forgot. And I'm like, what a slide whistle. That's the end. Oh, it was really cute. It was very sweet. And um, it was, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a lot more to it and a lot less to it than I remember as a kid. But mm. I really enjoyed it. And it turns out, like, it was the biggest box office hit since Snow White. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, critics weren't fond of it. No. Um, but it has held up over time. Mm-hmm. Um, much the way a lot of Disney films have. Yeah. Um, it has its moments. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, there's a reason that they decided to make a sequel, you know, 45 yeah. years oh, later. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, most Disney movies have some sequel in the works somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, even Snow White has a secret sequel that Walt was, like, toying with for a while. That never made it mm-hmm. out of the writing room. Mm-hmm. But they're all hidden somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I'll be a Disney researcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good movie overall. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Racism aside. Racism aside. Classism aside. But it's like critical of the classism, right? Like Tramp is yeah. brought into the family. He's yeah. not kicked out for his upbringing or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, and, and he's not like... He's still himself. Right, exactly. And to be fair, like, Jock and Trusty, like, they're suspicious of him when they first meet him, and they're kind of like, no, don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. He's different. But they're not, like, they don't reject him until he's hurt Lady. Yeah. And that's the moment when they're like, oh, like, no, you don't belong here because you hurt our girl. (laughs) Um, They're such sweet uncles. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Um, But yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, a good fun dog mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Um, so next week is my choice short, mm-hmm. and I've picked Who Killed Cock Robin, which I'm pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's going to be good. I'm really excited, too. But in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Um, our Twitter is Drawn Outcast. So our Instagram is also Drawn Outcast. <laughs> you can also email us at drawnoutcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to find me personally, I'm at Chaser Tiff. And I'm at Brooke Mimi. And uh, this is not a drawn out This is closing. not a drawn out closing. We're done. We did it. <laughs> we talked about everything. That's all we have to say. We'll see you next time. Next week. <laughs>